guys, welcome to Colt Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we're gonna do our best because we're talking about the Evil Dead. Please just just remember, we're we're gonna do our best. Let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> where in the hell are we? I'm so sure. Listen, sister, if I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing is turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. Just look like you like me, and let's stand time. All right? No. It snakes after this pig. Wolfman's got nards. What did I say? No jelly rolls. What are you going to do to me, Daddy? And you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Because, hey, motherfucker. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult tonight. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got two to do. Shout out. Shout out. That's right. And then head over to iTunes, subscribe there. We got uh, 50 to 100, 100 episodes up, 100 of the past episodes up. If you're at work, you want to throw on YouTube because you can't get to the iTunes because you're on the on the Microsoft machine. That sounds that sounds less likely than them mm. just listening to he- headphones in, but I agree. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. No, you want your whole office to hear it. Yeah, you you don't want, want to drain yeah. that battery, that phone battery. You don't want to drain that phone battery. You want the whole office yeah, to hear it. Yeah, new iPhones can't charge and listen at the same time. Am I right, Dude, guys? Number one, <laughs> number one, you're going to need your phone to film yourself doing the new cult film challenge. It's a very popular uh, thing that's going around where you just turn cult film and review up really loud at work. <laughs> and you film all your coworkers as they listen no, to it. You let it. them get uh, scared by the hey guys at the beginning. Oh, that's you a good one, You watch their too, reaction. Yeah. yeah. Or the ats. We yeah. call it the Hey Guys or at challenge. You yeah. can do that on uh, social media. Please, for the love of God, <laughs> somebody do that to make my day. Scare your coworkers. Scare your coworker. And then remember, uh, we are going to be at the Phoenix Film Bar on September 21st showing the burbs. Woo! So make sure you get your tickets. Where, Chris? Thefilmbarphx.com. That's right. As always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wombrecht. Hey, what's up? And Michael Solistio. Hello, everyone. We are talking about The Evil Dead. It was directed by Sam Raimi. Came out in 1981. Had a budget of 100000 Made $2.4 million in the box office. Was filmed in the U.S. Has a rating of R and currently sits at a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is Kyle's pick. Kyle, why'd you pick The Evil Dead? You know, I... I had a hard, a hard time picking the movie for this week, um, and I finally settled on this because we had just done Equinox, and it was just the Evil Dead was fresh in my brain, and we, we, we you specifically drew, drew a lot of comparisons. So I was like, you know, I kind of just want to watch Evil Dead. Um, and I went with this one because I thought Army of Darkness is too much of, a, of an obvious choice. Evil Dead 2, I feel like, is more of the, the, the fan favorite, maybe. And I hadn't watched the first Evil Dead in forever, so I thought, you know what? It's time. It's time we bring this film to the podcast. And that's why I'm glad you picked the first one, because it's a huge film. And I feel like with a franchise like this, like you have to start at the beginning. I agree. Here's the thing that I was a little little perturbed about, though. Oh, man. I you were thought, perturbed. Yeah. I thought there was an unspoken rule, like there is the John Carpenter rule, that we all know the John Carpenter rule that we have, that yeah. no one else picks it but Kyle. Okay. Mm-hmm. We all know That's this. True. I thought there was an unspoken rule that this was a Mike's pick. Was it? And was we were it? waiting for Mike to pick it. I don't you know. Were? Have you I picked any so. other Sam Raimi that. films? No, no, but he's no. Oh, he's he's been talking about the Evil Dead for so he's like he's been talking about it being a Halloween pick at least. 
Yeah, I feel since like since we fucking yeah, started but, doing but Halloween. Mike's pick would have <laughs> for sure been Army of Darkness, hands down. It would. It, it probably probably would have been. been. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. agree with that. I yeah. definitely agree with that. But I think we probably would have gone in reverse. I would never. I would never touch Army of Darkness on this show. I would let Mike choose that. See, ooh, okay, ooh, okay. Now, okay. Have to, now I got to now what my Halloween pick is going to be. There you go. Is it, maybe not. Is it Army of Darkness? We don't know. Yeah. Oh, you mean it's not going to be the Evil Dead too? We're just gonna. Sk- I, I like that one, that one for for reasons we'll figure out when I actually pick it. So let me ask this question because I'm pretty sure everyone here has seen this movie before in this room. When's the first time that you may have saw this movie? Let's start with Kyle, whose pick it was. Um, the first time I saw this movie was um, this was a movie that uh, when I was a kid, I, I I wasn't able to purchase a lot of movies, um, but I went to Best Buy with my brother Ryan and my dad, and I gravitated towards the evil dead it was like a, a remaster from i think anchor anchor bay put it out or whatever and um my dad was like that's yeah, fine sure and i got home and me or my brother ryan just started watching it and it's funny because uh i want to say like three quarters through the film i just hear my mom downstairs like what the hell are you watching <laughs> and she ran upstairs and took the tape out of the vcr <laughs> and i never saw it again this is actually the movie that uh she, my mom threw away, and my dad felt bad. He got me a replacement movie, which was Time Cop, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Good replacement. That's not a bad replacement. <laughs> Fuck that. Good replacement. <laughs> great replacement. That's a great yeah. movie. And this movie's just had like a it's had a funny relationship between me and my mom, because my brother Ryan got me an Evil Dead shirt that my mom took the first opportunity she could to throw it away. I had, I had an Evil Dead poster, and she took the first opportunity to rip that down and throw it away. So Dang. it was one that I was always like... I would watch every chance I could get just to... Did she see this movie before? No, I think she really just went off the sound coming from the bedroom, and that <laughs> that, that, that made that, that set her off forever. So, That's yeah. so funny. So, yeah, I was probably, I want to see seven or eight. Yeah. So Wow, that young? That's yeah. pretty young. Wow, that is pretty young. Mike? The f- I, I want to say that I saw this film later, uh, like maybe when I was like 18 or 19, I think. Yeah. I remember kind of being like, I, uh, the only reason I knew about it was because of Duke Nukem. Okay. <laughs> because he had all the <laughs> slogans that was either yeah. from They Live or the, or this yeah. or or like Army of Darkness or something like that. Yeah. And I think somebody had said like, oh yeah, it's an Evil Dead thing, and I didn't know what that was. But I don't think I saw the film until like a few years later. And then the moment I saw it, like I went on a whole like Sam Raimi bender, where like I had to watch everything that the guy had done. <laughs> And I was like, I started reading like all of Bruce Campbell's books and shit. shit. Like I was like, it was super into this. Yeah, wow, yeah. But Influential I'll do my, film on you. But I'll do my best. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we can ask. <laughs> I uh, I saw this film uh, later on too. I was this is like probably right before high school, or right in the freshman year. I saw this film. Got it at the FYE in Arrowhead Mall, oh, uh, top yeah. level. You guys yeah, remember that yeah, one? Yeah, FYE. Yeah. yeah. Had, had a the, great horror movie dude, section. Had a great VHS a selection. horror movie section. Oh, yeah. It was no, it wasn't phenomenal. FYE. It was Saturday Matinee. Remember they had their... It was, they, no, they, they, it was Saturday Matinee at first. That's where like all the yeah. cool kung fu films were. That's when all the oh, yeah, they, they had there. a whole wall dedicated to yeah. Wu-Tang Clan Presents yeah. Kung Fu Shaw Brothers shit. It turned into an FYE, though, right? It did. It turned into an FYE, yeah. But it was a Saturday Matinee. That's true. Record Town was next door. Yes. Yep. That's right. And they had a great, and I, I remember like everyone was like into making movies, and of course it was like well, everyone was trying to make horror movies at that time, like even young. It was like okay, like I got to get into this stuff, 
and this is the this is the one I, I ended up picking. And lucky me, because <laughs> like seriously, this movie fucking. I was like, I watched it and was like, holy shit. And I remember taking it over like the next day. I'm like, you guys need to watch this fucking film to like every one well, of my skateboarder friends. So you guys need to watch this movie. It's fucking crazy cool. And then I put it in and like everyone just like went and did their own shit. And I just watched it by myself. No one watched it with me. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'll watch it again. Like, I know how badass this is. <laughs> and uh, that's that's, you know, it was kind of my first introduction into like horror films. And it was I got lucky. I really did. So nice. into horror films, this was yeah, like an, an intro. Yeah, well, because like it was my own intro, right? I knew of Freddy, I knew of Jason because my sister, you know, my older sister had that stuff around. That was her. That was her shit. You know what I mean? Like, and I was at that point in my life was like a scared kid. I hated horror films, but then when I get wanted to get into filmmaking, like, like seeing like okay, all the cool makeup stuff is in horror films. Okay, you know, like all the cool kind of yeah. filmmaking stuff that I would want to do is in a lot of it starts in horror films. And so, you know, being like, okay, I'm going to get my own, you know, I know Freddie, I know Jason, I don't know him well at that point, like, I really don't, but I'm like, I know them, but like, this is me picking up my own shit and being like, okay, this is what I'm going to watch, and then watching it, it. Yeah. yeah, and watching it and being like, okay, this is way better. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow I got lucky. Yeah. This like, was this actually is, a good one. Yeah. So, yeah. that was my my first experience. What about you, Chris? Uh, I don't have anything significant to say about the the original Evil Dead. Of course Dead. you don't. Of course no, you the special, don't. no, the special introduction <laughs> was was through the Evil Dead 2 first. Because I this is when I was able to finally go rent movies by myself. And they they, they were out of the Evil Dead. I, knew, I was aware of the Evil Dead because I saw posters and stuff for it. I was always intrigued by what is this movie. They were out of the Evil Dead, but they had the Evil Dead 2. So nice. I picked that up. And when I watched it, I was so impressed that I had to run out and tell my friends. And one of my friends was like, that's so weird. I just saw a movie that sounds just like that called Army of Darkness. Because Army of Darkness had come out in the theaters. So it was about 93, you know? Isn't that when that movie came out? Army of Darkness? Uh, Uh, It's Here we go. See? We're doing our best. Doing our best with the the dates. (laughs) 92, 93, maybe somewhere in the 90s. Yeah, so so I was describing a movie, and he was like, wait, I saw a a movie with a guy named Ash that had a chainsaw for an arm. That's weird. And then from there, we were like, oh, all these movies are connected. The Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. What are the odds? (laughs) <laughs> I was just learning at that point. I, yeah. I I was really starting to like get my film education at that time. So same here. Like I was I was you know high school and this was the movie that kind of kicked it off for That's me. That's cool. That's cool to hear that this was it. Like for me, the same thing that you're describing the kickoff horror movies was actually Dawn of the Dead, and it was Chris let me borrow his VHS copy of it, and that like made me obsessively you know explore all of George Romero's work, mm-hmm. like and got me into the, like special effects and stuff. Well, yeah, this movie just makes you go like, man, like. They made this, you could tell they made it for nothing. Like, you can tell, but you're like, oh, man, it's so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, and they made this for nothing. I could do that, you think. <laughs> not, not not when you hear about all the nightmares that were yeah. on this fucking yeah, movie but, set. Yeah, but I don't know, like. It still sounds fun. I mean, we'll, I, I don't well, know if we want to do this now or later we in the show. I have a question. Later that... You said this was $100,000. I thought it was yeah. like three fifty. I read, so I read that he was was trying to get a, a, a he had a scramble for a hundred thousand. Is what I read. He got. I thought he, he had got a 30. producer to give him. He got a producer to give him ninety thousand, and then he, I think 
it mm. went over budget. I can't remember because they no, go I, over it in If Chins Could Kill. He goes over like the whole production. I, yeah, he does go over it. I don't know what the but exact what I, numbers are. What I remember was they made it for like 100000 and then, yeah, it got picked up by that producer after it was already made. Yeah, that's all right. Well, he toured it around, I think, but for a little bit. this was a yeah. short, they did a short film of this. Yeah, yes. that's woods. how he got the 90000 yeah. Right, was right. based on that. Okay, so then he makes this film. Yeah, I thought he. I, I thought he, he raised a good chunk, not a good chunk, but a modest chunk from like friends and family that invest. Excuse me, that invested into yeah. it. Yeah. We're doing our best. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I would rather talk about, what I would rather talk about, actually, in this in this portion of the show, is kind of the cultural influence of the character Ash, as you just mentioned in your story, uh, and where he ranks as in cult film history. And I've got to say. Fucking hail to the king, man! Like I'm, if you're gonna pick a cult icon as far as overlaying cult films in general, like to to say who is a cult, the yeah. king of cult icons, it's the character of Ash. I'd say top ten for sure. Yeah. Oh, number one? Would, no, not I, number I one. I would say top. How five. the fuck is it not number one? Go. Who is your number one? Cult icon? Yes. I character. I need more yeah, time doc- to look into this. I, I'll say <laughs> Doctor Frankenfurter. No. Yeah. Absolutely. No. No. Are you kidding me? You take a person off the street and they'll say, oh, that's Rocky Horror thingy. They Uh, know that. I bet you if you took a random person off the street and showed them a picture of that, they're going to be like, Of of a guy with a chainsaw in his hand, they're not going to know what that's from. I say, no. Yeah, I think you take your grandmother off the street and you say, what film is this Why are you picking the grandma? Because I think the grandma knows exactly that's from Rocky Horror. No, I think that if if we took a picture... And a picture, and we said, name this character, name this character. I could bet you they could tell you what movie they're yeah, from. Yeah, absolutely. They couldn't name fucking Franken. Yeah, you're probably right, but I yeah, mean, over yeah. even Ash. people that know, yeah, people that have seen that film are like, I, I would can't put, remember yeah, that guy's yeah. I, I'd put it, I, I would definitely put him in like top five. I, I wouldn't I would throw, too. I wouldn't throw, number one. I wouldn't throw ranks number around. One's, number one's a bold statement number that I think one. you we would yeah. need to look into I'm before. Number, I, wait, 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 Three wait, wait, films. Hold on, hold on. Are we just talking about heroes? You're telling me Jason isn't more recognizable than Ash or Michael Myers or Chucky or any of those? I'm saying, again, I'm saying cult where I think you guys are more, you guys are more. Snake Plissken would be. Well, all films we've covered five. on this show, by the way. No, no, we've covered <laughs> not all of their films. All here's characters the, we've covered the on the show. Here's the thing: Would you cover every in this show? Would you cover every fucking Nightmare on Elm Street? Would you? Um, no. Eventually, if we no, go on long enough. Thank you. No, I would you cover every fucking uh, Friday the Thirteenth? No. 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 Would you cover every fucking Evil Dead movie? No. Yes. Probably. Yes. No. Fuck out of here, no. I, I don't want to do Army of Darkness, personally. That's you not one of my favorites. Nuts. That's the most, nuts. The only reason I want to bring it up is because of you're saying what you're saying. Like, it's the most controversial one, and I think it... it, it That it's, movie sets the stage for where the film for, is going to go. It sets it <laughs> yeah. for where the, the franchise goes. goes with the series. It yeah. does. It does... I agree with you one hundred percent. Video games, all that shit. Yeah. Well, fantastic, but that's not the part of that that legacy that I enjoy. Ooh, it's I from know. Army of Darkness like on. I, you lost me, dude. You lost me. I don't Even know with that. the remake I don't know that. with the show. Like, I'm not into any that, of it. That PlayStation Two what? game was pretty fucking fun. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Hell yeah. And the show. I'm gonna be honest with you. The show is the perfection of the original. Like the of like two and Army of Darkness together is the perfect blend. Is the fucking show. Yeah, the show is great. Too bad it got canceled. Yeah. I mean, three seasons. It in, got but... canceled for a reason. It got canceled. <laughs> yeah, it got canceled for the reason that the only people that were watching it were friggin' goddamn deadites and shit. Like exactly. 
So that's what I'm saying. Like, he's number. You think, you think I watched every episode of that goddamn show when it came out? You, yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> you're a fan, right? You're a fan of Ar- you're a fan of Army of Darkness. So I feel like the show would appeal maybe more. Oh, I feel to like you. it appeals to both fans because it's also. No, I would disagree. Really? I'm gonna stop you right there. Yeah, the show the show is great, but it really does appeal to the fans of the films it's not a wide audience no i agree with that thing at all no, no, no i agree no, no, that. absolutely i agree that's, that yeah. that's why i'm saying it got that's canceled. why it got canceled because yeah, yeah it, if you only have fucking fans of the first three films watching it yeah it's not gonna but that's also why i'm saying like but it, as a fan of this series like i think the first season of the show was great the second season didn't hook me in the slightest it, di- it didn't hook a lot of people it didn't hook me in the slightest uh, it didn't hook a lot of people i'm in the middle of, <laughs> i'm in the middle of the second season right now and i can say it's not as good as the first not nearly yeah, i think yeah. the first season has the mojo you're describing which is evil dead 2 and army dark smashed together yeah. The second season, I didn't even watch the third season at all. I didn't even watch a single it, episode it, it of picks, it. It picks up hard and it picks up pretty good. Yeah, but like, third, I think I the third, the second, the second season was just I don't know. It, it it didn't feel it didn't have you know what it is. It didn't have enough Evil Dead Two. Gotcha. It went way too Army of Darkness and a little beyond. And I, Army of Darkness isn't my favorite of the trilogy either. Like I, I'm a diehard Evil Two. Oh, it's Evil not, Dead Two. It's fan. not. It's not my. It's not my f- either. I need to go back and rewatch it though because it, it's one of those. Well, that being said, tried, that being said, know. I've watched Army of Darkness more than any of the other ones. As a kid, loved the shit it's, out it's, of it. It's a real easy one to pick. It was up. fun because it's fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I actually watched what's fun. Oddly enough, going off my earlier story about this movie, I watched that one with my mom, yeah. and she chuckled a few times. Yeah, yeah. it's a funny movie. <laughs> it's a isn't it in a PG thirteen film? Uh, I don't. I don't no, know. I think it's still. Is it R? I think it's still. R. I remember a lot of kids being taken to see that movie right in that preteen age when it was coming out. Like it was acceptable to take them to see. Army we don't know Christmas. facts on this show, guys. Yeah, we're doing our best. <laughs> but I would say that that's my <laughs> argument of why he would be number one as a, as a cult icon. I don't think. I think Freddie. I think Jason are pop culture icons. I wouldn't say that they're they're cult film. And icons. you don't think that Ash is a pop culture icon at this point. Mm, that's a good argument. Yeah. That is a good argument. Yeah. I would say that it's somewhat he is, yeah. But I would also say that I would actually argue like Snake Plus can probably be more of a cult icon because he really hasn't expanded beyond the two films that he was part of. Yeah, and the second we, film is pretty pretty say, bad. Do you want to count the second one? I, I <laughs> do want to try to count I, the second one. I generally don't <laughs> just because of the leather jumpsuit that he's wearing in that movie, but like I, mean, I would the, think more, the more just come more out, of Kyle. a cult. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Motherfucker's got zippers on his shoulders. Explain that one to me, someone. <laughs> uh, I guess that was in the first one too. Fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think because of maybe because of the Star series that it actually he became more of a pop culture icon. But I don't know. It's a it's a hard argument. I I appreciate the argument you're making that he is in the top. I'll agree he's in the top five. I will not say he's number one. I don't know who is number one though. Okay. I mean, at this point, I would say Pennywise right. might even be number Get one because he's so, he's so well fuck known by, kid, by young he's, and old at this point. Get, no, hit the fuck out of here. Are you serious? My fucking five-year-old niece knows who that character yeah, is. Yeah, because the movie just came out a year exactly. and a half ago. Yeah. That doesn't and dictate. That character is transcended, no, That doesn't though. dictate. A, it's, oh, it's transcended because, and I'm not fucking afraid to say it, because the fucking new one's better than the original. It is. Well, it's true. Yes. I also... This film, I mean, it is still horror, though. What? Evil Dead. Yes. So, like, 
This one's more. There's still you see the comedy elements in this. It, it, it. I feel like it has the same type of following as like a Friday the Thirteenth, right? Like you yeah. watch the films because you're in love with like the world of it all. Yeah, but know? I'm talking about it, Ash. It's true. Yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying, yeah. Ash. As because he is, he's the show, right? It's fucking the reason why they even called it the show was Ash versus Evil Dead, which I think they meant to call. Uh, it's Ash versus Army of Darkness. That's the original title, yeah. right? Yeah. Like he slowly but surely like transcends, becomes the show. Like yeah. he yeah, becomes yeah, yeah. the franchise. Yeah, I agree. absolutely. Right. So to your point, like I I would put him in top five. I don't know if I put him at number one. Because I just don't think he's as recognizable gonna, you know as Jason. And if it's still a horror franchise and they're both on equal footing, I don't. I, I don't see ho- how you can say that Jason is not like. Can I? Can I, can I just? Yeah. Can I be the devil's advocate in the room and just say, you know, I don't. I don't see how horror movie serial killers like Jason, Freddy, and Michael would be considered in that cult film character. I why agree. Not? I don't understand why. Maybe it's because they all of their films have had so many sequels. And they've been so inundated into pop culture. Yeah, but I'm I going back to what Cody's talking about. Right. But they've been so so much. I mean, like, didn't Freddie do like Doritos or Pepsi commercials yeah. or some shit? Yeah. Like, Bash never got a Pepsi commercial. But, 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 he would have taken it if he was offered it. That's leaving the rel- realm of like a cult character and entering pop culture. Right, but you don't think that the Evil Dead franchise is there was no s- Evil Dead rap song. It was about Freddy. <laughs> okay, but but here's the thing that that franchise didn't actually have a a full pop culture, I think, injection resurgence until the Star Show. Like Army Darkness did well, yeah, but it kind of is left to like a oh, product of the '90s almost. I don't know. But they, they made video games out yeah. of this. They made God. There's like. I mean, they, did make they made the games. TV show. They made yeah. like when I was a kid, I was seeing posters in like cool record stores for this yeah, movie and pretty, shit. Like, I mean, this like this I is feel everywhere. Like this is a pop culture movie to some extent. I don't think it's any different than like Freddie or Jason. It's gotta. Be. I don't think it's as popular as those two, but I still think it's like on that level. But we're agreeing that the franchise is the, are these characters too. Right. That's absolutely. another thing that absolutely. And I, I I'm all. I hope this is not an argument of whether this is a cult film or not. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm just trying okay. to figure out. I, like I said, to me, <laughs> Ash is number one as far as you think cult he's the most go. popular cult icon of all time. That's Which what you're I saying. Just, I just, and I just can't. I can't I nail it. I don't know what do the answer is, but just hearing that makes my skin crawl a little. So it tells me it's not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> go with your instincts. Come by his gut. <laughs> so I like that. All you right. know what? It's time for yeah. <laughs> yeah what the fuck? <laughs> What's this movie about, guys? It's yeah. time for plots with Mike. All right. I mean, for anybody that hasn't seen the film, uh, you know, it, it, it's your typical story of a bunch of kids go out in the woods, unleash an evil, and they get killed. But this film stays with us a little bit longer than I feel like some of the other ones. Right? I mean, and I think it has to do with um, the type of villain they're up against. Hmm. Uh, the Deadites, as I think they're later called. I don't think they ever called them this. But they they do have a tendency. Uh, these are very very tricky devils. They're mm-hmm. not quite like zombies that have mindless. They have character. Yeah. I think that's what makes this film popular. Um, and I think some of the symbols around it, the way they unleash this evil, is through this book called the Necronomicon. Um, they found it in the basement. Um, it's a book literally written in the blood of humans and wrapped in human flesh it's fucking cool looking um and they release this deadite evil and that fucks with these kids and then you know by the end of it you you find out who the survivors are and 
They go on to make seventeen <laughs> other this is, different. This is literally most the most clinical, most generic <laughs> fucking explanation of Evil Dead I've ever heard. I mean, what else? So, you do? Uh, for, for just go watch Equinox yeah. if you want the breakdown of the story. Just go watch. No, Equinox. I mean, it's it's just, you tell the is, plot. The plot is for yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Ash, such a simple. Ash, Ash and his friends go up to a cabin for for the weekend, and they uh, uh, which a professor current what was using before them. And he discovered this book, and he translated the book, which released the evil into the woods surrounding this cabin. And that evil then takes its toll on the fucking kids. The kids actually don't release the evil in this movie. They, you're thinking of Evil Dead 2, I think. That, uh, yeah, In wait, Evil Dead wait, 2, wait. it's the playback well, that releases release, it. No, they kind of release the evil. Yeah, they turn the thing yeah. on. They never shut it off. I'll give you this shit. All right. The playback does, the playback no the the playback releases it in this one. Yeah. I don't it remember does. that scene. It, the, the tape releases yeah. it in this. I don't remember as that soon as they scene start playing the tape, that's when it yeah. starts coming up. Right, I understand yeah. that, but I'm saying that the kids still like, physically caused that to happen. Yeah, they do my best, Cody. Of course they did. It's they hard to get evil. it's it's really easy to get one and two mixed up because they're practically the same they movie. Are the same they're literally movie. the same movie. It's essentially a remake. Yeah. 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 Let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the Evil Dead. I don't know, I don't know, but I think it's really some sort of extra sense or something, you know, like ESP. Okay, try this. Okay, um, it's a seven. I don't believe it! Of spades. <laughs> Queen of spades. Four of hearts. Eight of spades. Two of spades. Jack of diamonds. Jack of clubs. <laughs> Talking about the Evil Dead, Kyle's pick 1981. It has a budget that we've argued over. <laughs> <laughs> so the one thing I, I really like about Evil Dead is it picks up like instantly for like as far as like okay you know you're in a horror movie like from fucking shot one from where they almost <laughs> uh, they almost crash, crash into another vehicle yeah, yeah, yeah. like that from that scene and just like it going through the woods pulling up on the vehicles like yeah. you've already got the sense of something's in the They're woods being watched yeah, yeah. You, you have the you have the you know demon vision yeah you know cruising through the woods <laughs> woods vision what yeah. you also <laughs> learn very early on in this same scene is that. We might not have the best actors available. <laughs> um, you learn that right from the get go. I gotta say, I forgot about that. <laughs> You're been, not wrong, man. Yeah, You're not wrong. Been a minute since I've seen this movie, and I was like, oh, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. You know, um, which is something that kind of. It, like going back and rewatching it, you know, hurts this film a little bit, but they make up for it in other areas, and it gets better oddly as it goes on. The, I think yeah. the actors' performances get better. Um, yeah, I think all, as the yeah. film goes on, I think that that intro car scene is probably probably the most well, painful. Can I just? I only like these actors, excluding Bruce Campbell. I only like these actors when they're in their demon form, and I half the time they're not even that. playing those characters. Like mm. they're there's like other yeah, people. No, playing nine them, times it's so. like Ted Raimi. Half yeah, the time, so. so so it's like I had a really hard time. Like I said, if you know, every single one of them is being outshined by Bruce Campbell at every every turn, and like almost eye rollingly bad in certain parts. Like I didn't remember that about this one, but yeah. you know what's crazy about this movie too is, is that you say that is as I was watching this film, I got, I went, damn, Bruce Campbell got a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Seriously, his debut, man. I yeah, feel this like. is definitely yeah. his debut, and you can tell he's not horrible. Don't get me wrong; I don't think he's horrible. Like I said, he I outshines he gets, everyone. I think he gets better though throughout this film. Oh, I do. Yeah. You know, 
you know, talking about his acting, I mean, what me and Mike were talking about earlier is his kind of going crazy scene. I thought it was actually pretty good. That's when he gets rolling, man. Yeah. That's when he gets rolling. And that's the same thing with Evil Dead 2. It's like, that's when you're like, you really get, I feel like that's why it's like the fans one for 2 is because that's when you get really into Ash as being like, what kind of fucking crazy world is he in? Right. Because you think he's just kind of losing his shit in 2. Um, <laughs> I did have the thought that, hey, maybe... You know, Ash really just hacked up all of his friends, and this was all flashy. <laughs> this was just a fucking like hallucination. Like he thinks demons were haunting him, but he just killed everybody. It, Co- Co- yeah, Cody made a good point. They actually addressed that's that a, in this series. Oh, okay. yeah. He goes back to his hometown, and everybody calls him Ashy Slash or that's Ashy Slashy because they thought he <laughs> murdered everybody, and he made it all up. Yeah, cool. and he's and he's and, but he's like he's like no, I didn't make it. It's yeah, it's a good episode actually. Yeah. His dad is Lee Majors. Um, it's true. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Uh, and then we get to uh, what I think is another gr- great, is probably one of the best characters in this film, and that's the cabin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cabin yeah. Is, a, is a character, in my opinion. For sure. It's got like, a great introduction. Oh, that, that, man. That doesn't tracking it? shot following the car. And even like to the point when the, the what's the what's the blonde dude's name? Scott? Scott, yeah. When Scott's like walking up to it, I've always loved the fucking rocking chair just banging against the house and it just stops so unnerving it, it, it's it a really good way to put you on edge and 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 that will go into definitely when we talk about sound design in this yeah. movie i mean mm-hmm. very on point now here's a question i know listen i know that this film didn't like invent the whole kids go to a cabin and get killed right but i i would be interested to know how many cabin movies came after this because all the ones that i can recall like that stand out in my mind Came after this film. Yeah, how many came before it? I right, think, but I, think, I know this existed before. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the cabin concept is is might not have been played up as much. I but definitely, you know, the friends in some place that they shouldn't be type of thing and getting fucked can up. I, is definitely. Yeah. Here's the weird thing though. As after I got done watching this film, uh, I felt I said to myself, I felt like I said no one else was doing it like this in 1981 though like i felt like the uh, way this was filmed mm. and the style of it was a little bit ahead of its time yes yeah that part yes yeah i would say that there are definitely influences of things that definitely came before this yes you can tell this film we do i mean we joked about equinox being one yeah but there's like no way the exorcist wasn't one yeah like yeah. The, he the, had the, to have gotten yeah. his creature design yeah the ex- concept exorcist of these definitely was a movie that rocked audiences and kind of and filmmakers i'm yeah. sure but like, like I mean, he's twenty years old when they make this. Yeah, he's a pretty young kid, yeah. but he had been making films <coughs> for like ever. since he was like five yeah. or some shit. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things where I, when I got done watching, it, I was like in eighty one. Like, do, what was when was Friday Thirteenth? That was like 80. 80? 1980. Yeah. Like you think about the other slashers or that were out around the time that you could say or horror films. Like no one had this this style of like over like over the top like gore blood like this over that i can top, think of Lord. i mean no. w- w- when was house done i mean that movie has a lot of the like house? House like japanese little... house 76 wasn't that 76 oh that one japanese yeah house. i mean yeah i mean yeah d- d- I, d- foreign films definitely had more like gore right but you're not seeing well, look, it, I mean, but H- even Gordon crazy Lewis. over the top shit yeah like, yeah horse gordon lewis exists it was the si- like the 60s yeah and that's super they're well, super like, gory now granted keys. they don't have the same they, uh, they don't, don't have, have the, the style same theatrics style. that yeah. Yeah. that they don't Raimi have a, pulls out like he, the, the style that he pulls out is like crazy yeah. for a 20 year old 
Yeah, but it's but a crazy advance. But but I, it, I think we need to have uh, like yeah. I think we need we'll to have a clear that. like uh, a clear line between like the stylistic approach that the director injected into the, this film versus the violence and gore because I think that's that's not necessarily new. But in terms of how he presents the story, story in, using yeah. the camera angles the way he does, the way he uses a lot of a uh, lot of handheld shots and. Like, but this is going to be, even that, if you're going to put it into foreign films, this is going to be a style that a lot of American, even in 1981, a lot of American film watchers are not going to be familiar with. So he's taking it and putting it like an, you can say maybe an American twist on it if you want to go that far. But at this point, you got to imagine like, dude, I mean, there's a whole pipe that bursts <laughs> of just... Of, of blood. I mean, you got... You yeah. Know, the, the closest thing there's I can think of it is the elevator in... Uh, the Shining. The Shining. That's yeah. the closest thing I can Carrie, think of. I mean, yeah, Carrie. Pig and... blood. But I, I the... just think the gore, the gore film franchise. I mean, that existed before. Oh no, I if, agree. If we're yeah. only talking about gore here. I agree. There are more buckets of blood I can probably name that came in the seventies. I agree. I'm just saying, like, stylistic wise and approach to making a horror film comparative to what was coming out at that time. Here's the. He blends the comedy. That's really what I because listen, his one of his biggest influences is the Three Stooges. Okay, yes, mm-hmm. and you can see that slapstick, like the way he films the slapsticky humor in these films is very energetic. It's very theatrical. It's very yeah. big. You know, like it's 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 over the top. And I think a lot of that does come from that Three Stooges style of acting. Yeah, I think that maybe that's the where you're, where you're getting at is like he took horror and he took these intense scenes, but he but. He showed him in a way that was very Three Stooges, and I think that is the unique element that Sam Raimi brought to this film, and he brings to a lot of his films. I would say it's like really weak in this one comparative to the other two. Though. It's like toned down weak. for sure. I, I, me, me, and Mike were talking about this. I mean, I think Army of Darkness is clearly the pinnacle, the That's pinnacle, the, pinnacle yeah. of, yeah. of the 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 way that he approaches them and the kind of comedy he likes. I think Evil Dead Two is a nice balance between. The more kind of horror elements you get from this first one, and the slapsticky you end up with in Army of Darkness, it's it, it's more prevalent in this one. It's definitely it's there. It's just not shot as well because there's a lot of scenes where you could see like branches like <laughs> being slapped in people's faces in this movie and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And but I think the difference is like maybe the way that it was shot and lit, and it wasn't quite focused on those elements. Whereas I think as he moved forward, he really wanted to focus on those kind of comedic elements of he it. He learned himself as a director. I'm sure he was testing the waters with Into the Woods and Evil Dead. Like he was really starting to like figure <laughs> out what his vision was. I was, you know, I was reading that he shot so much footage for this movie. It's like he could tailor this movie exactly how he wanted it. Mm-hmm. He had so much footage. And even going back to doing reshoots and stuff, you know, for this film. So he really wanted to get it and figure it out. I think this was a big learning experience for him. And then going, that's why he, when he went back into Evil Dead 2, he's like, I want to recreate that movie, but better, how I originally wanted it. Not yeah. because I was on budget restraints or because it was fucking cold and we were in the middle of nowhere or whatever. Like, Evil Dead 2 was shot on a soundstage mostly. Like, I think the first one was actually on location. It was on location. So yeah. it's like, I mean, more controlled environment. Now he can really expand. I mean, the you know the stop animation is used in the second one, like it is in this, but on a grander scale. The costumes that are a grander scale. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think he was testing. He was trying to figure out who he was as a director with this, and then was really starting to come into it with two, and then three. It was like, all right, here's a bunch of money. Like, yeah, but he is it, okay. Sorry. Yeah, he's got he got a lot right in this one. I mean, there's a lot of things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a teacher. Uh, a film teacher that had 
this saying that he told me one time where he was like, um, money, oftentimes the reason why first-time directors, their first film is their best film often is because they had no money. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that, that yeah. and his, his theory being that like when you, when you have no money, you have to find creative ways to make your vision come to life. When you have a shit ton of money, your response is just to be like, throw money at it yes. and fix it and make this perfect thing. And then it becomes saccharine, right? I feel like if we're going to talk about where I think this film over actually the other two even is better is because like the stuff he does in this film to try to capture the the things mm-hmm. that he's trying to capture are so like simplistic yet like effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think that's where the heart of this film is in the whole franchise, right? Like, he maximized telling the story yes. with like very little, mm-hmm. like just with camera movements. I mean, even down to like that shot that I, they show it like twice, where the moon is in the background and like the smoke is coming yes. over the moon and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like that's probably like a really simple setup, but it looks so well, big and grand. The, and, you know, actually, the version I have, I have a DVD. I don't know if you guys see. It. You can see the cutout. Cut yeah, I can, you of, can see it on on yeah. the plex. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Like, okay. you can see just this cutout that they obviously, like, somehow, I don't know how they did it in yeah. camera or whatever, but, like, they must project that onto yeah. the other film stock or something. Even going with lighting, like, I mean, it is very spotlit, very lit from the top. Yeah. Like, like it, you know, certain elements of the cabin be lit up. One room was red. Like, it was very bold. There like, was everything very, was super bold. There's well, very interesting lighting choices. There is interesting lighting choices. And some of the awesome. stuff, it, yeah, some of the stuff in the, in, in the cabin... And some scenes I thought was just kind of a product of being a low budget film. The 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 lighting that really impressed me the most though is the stuff that happens uh, in the woods at oh, night yeah. because you know you gotta think you're shooting at total darkness with a single spotlight, you know, shooting across and the actress is just pass, pass through that beam and you have to expose for that and he did it so well without it feeling grainy. I, that that impressed me the most. I mean, yeah, and the I mean. Shooting on film too, like he shot on film on yeah. this, yeah. so it's like that light had to be a lot brighter than. Oh, it is it had, saying? Right. But here's the thing: like but, they they did it they they did it in a way where it didn't look like a spotlight. It, it, it legit looked like some yeah. light casting through some trees. It's, like it was, it's, it's nuts. It was yeah. done so well. It it didn't not make those woods look fucking menacing. Oh yeah, like there's the first scene where uh, is it Cheryl is the first one that ven- she's the one that ventures into the woods. Yes, yes. yes. right. Ash's so, sister. Yeah, Ash's sister Cheryl. Um. When she first goes out there, when she first departs the cabin, like the whole scene is fucking washed out black, and it's just this single beam of light. And when it hits her, she's just so perfectly exposed in in terms of like lighting and stuff. It looked fantastic to me. So I I don't know all those stuff. Like the interior cabin stuff kind of got me a little, a little like because uh, it some of them felt like fucking can lights yeah. in the ceilings aimed straight down. Like yeah. it was like a harsh beam going down. You know. I thought it like, worked for what they were trying to do yeah. with the scene, though, a lot but of the But there's time. some scenes where it does it. For me, it doesn't work because you have, like, a, as a movie watcher, right, you have a, your primary light source is, like, the fireplace in this one scene, right? Mm-hmm. And then suddenly there's there's two giant beams of light coming down from above the rafters, <laughs> which are clearly in the shot because yeah. the, the, the frame was a little too high. Here, and it just looks like harsh and um, not unnatural. Believable. It looks, looks unnatural, unnatural yeah. but 
it's like a if demon, you had it's flood a demon the, movie. If you flood those out. Oh, you see, he always. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime he's got no no answer for anything, like, no. oh, well, you know, it's a movie. No, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I agree. It yeah. is unnatural, but uh, but to me, that adds to the style of the film. Like it, you know, it it actually brings a something to it. I'm glad you brought up Cheryl uh, walking out into the the woods scene. There's a couple scenes. An idiot. There's a couple scenes I have problems with because I agree with oh, Chris. She is. Yeah, I thought you were calling me a fucking idiot no. for bringing I it said, up. Yeah, like, like an idiot. I was like, That's fuck weird. you. Here's this, the show for the first time goes in a really, really bad yeah. area. Yeah. You know what? Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck you for bringing up elements of this film. God I just damn totally it. ignore that Cody's speaking, and I'm yeah. like, you fucking idiot. Just over here, like cussing is, you this, out. This is just you fucking talking to me. How fucking dare you? So Cheryl is the one who on the drive up uh starts drawing the book out of nowhere right or no sitting in the chair she draws the book yeah, out of nowhere she's in the cabin by that, i'm glad you made yeah. something this is my argument for saying the evil's she, already awakened in the woods she also uh oh, it is it's tempting her no it, it is because we're it doesn't just go away because the professor fucking died well no yeah that argument earlier was that playing the tape awoken the evil and i'm yeah. saying it was already awoken in this film i agree it just energized Can the I, evil. I, and I, <laughs> I agree. Just gave him, I, I gave him a new and new, new hope. But I let, do want to talk about this by the end of the thing because okay. I have a whole thing about here, like how this world okay. works. But here we go. Yeah. So she and she's the one who gets freaked out when the tape is playing. Is like turn it off. Woo! <laughs> yeah. And then runs out. Rightfully of the, so. Yeah. Runs out of the room, but then is like, "What's that outside my window?" Yeah. I'm gonna go check this shit out. By myself in my nightgown. I actually, yeah. I actually, <laughs> I paused the movie because there's because you hear. You hear that faint voice, join us. And she like looks out there and peers out and then she's like, I'm gonna put my robe on and go yeah. check it out. I like pause the movie and I looked at my girlfriend. I was like, if you ever hear a disembodied <laughs> voice coming from the woods, don't go outside. Don't investigate, okay? Who does yeah. that? No human on earth would be oh, like, No, oh, what's that you said? Especially who was just terrified by a tape. Well, Ten seconds ago. It's yeah. a good time to say that's probably one of my major gripes, but you know, it's a horror movie, but like how many times do you need to go outside to figure out that nothing good can come from going outside? Yeah. <laughs> it just, it just like makes this. me wonder, is the world that all of these horror movies exist in, like, no other horror movie exists in these worlds? Right. You know what I mean? They, like, they, nobody's they, ever seen a horror never movie. never been prepared for no, this it's, situation. It's, it's, all been like, it's all been, like, song and dance films that these yeah. people live in. You're like, yeah. oh, it's somebody probably nice. It's like fucking Greece. They think they're going up to a fucking sock hop, you know? It's like... <laughs> It's like, yeah. oh, good, that bridge has been bent like a skeleton hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? What a fascinating, what a fascinating artistic you know what? choice. <laughs> we should go find a different way yeah. around it in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That drives me crazy that you just brought up about the fucking bridge, too. Here's another scene that drives me crazy. <laughs> they go up to the bridge. And they park apparently Dude, right nine miles away from the bridge. <laughs> Ash apparently saw that the bridge was down <laughs> nine miles yeah. away. He like parks. Hold on, I see something, and then it's <laughs> and then it cuts to her walking. It's so funny because the headlights are so so far away. <laughs> My girlfriend was like, "Oh, there's a ghost by." And I'm like, "No, that's a fucking headlight." <laughs> car. She's like a mile away from the car. <laughs> yeah. And then she turns around and she's right in front of the car. Ah. The, I got to bring up the other reaction that just drives me crazy in this film. And it's Scott's character who's a, who you get is an asshole throughout this whole thing, right? True. Yeah, True. very much. But so. yet, when he discovers that his girlfriend has been basically either someone broke through her window or she jumped out her window, 
one or the other, you choose. Yeah. yeah. It's just like his reaction. It's just like, oh, I better study this. Yes. Really figure out what happened oh here. Oh my God. It's <laughs> so idiotic. It's so weird and just like out of place. He doesn't like, oh shit, where'd she go? Yeah, it's what more the like, fuck? yeah, it's more like, hmm. Yeah. Oh, I wonder where wow, she's That's off. a mystery maybe, maybe to be she's solved. Hiding, yeah. Maybe she's hiding behind these coats. Yeah. <laughs> No, she's not behind the coats. <laughs> the whole time yeah, he's, not behind the the coats, he's trying to think about how to fix the window. <laughs> yeah, he like Where? picks up the, the mi- Lowe's He picks up the middle of it. Some T screws on this. <laughs> well, some T screws. Did I miss something? It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny that made me laugh. Sorry. There's a scene where he throws a deadite out the front door, but the fucking window is broken right next to it. Like, and it's like, oh, she'll never get in now. It's like, but the window's that broken. That window stays open. Like at the beginning of the fucking <laughs> yeah, it's film. broken. It's yeah. always yeah, broken. but the tree falls through. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so actually, there's like five points of entry into this cabin <laughs> at about any time. Twenty minutes into Do the they film, they have to be invited in. Are these like vampires? I mean, they're already in there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if you, exactly. you I, if you lose your invitation once I, uh, you go outside. I leave it up to that. They're such sinister creatures. They're just fucking with them the I, whole actually, time. Yeah, that's they the thing. know. That's yeah. what I uh, wanted to talk about in terms of like. Where I think this film differs in terms of other horror films and what's made it like a cult following is like that the the demons in this film, the deadites, right? I think they're more tricky and more like man, their attitude is more to fuck with you. Yes. Than most any creature that I know in any other film, except for maybe Reagan in the exorcist. I mean, let's just right. say it, they're silly. They're silly demons. Yeah, like, like they're kind of no, like but giggly. The, but to the and, point where they're like they're, they're fucking with you and defying logic. Like yes, yes, they do weird things where you almost have to say like, is he? In, he has to be insane. Like what? No, and that and that's the thing. I think that I think I, I'm not gonna say facts here, but I think in like talking about like demonology stuff, mm-hmm. I think there is like an actual trickster demon that's really their sole purpose is really just to fuck with the living as best as they can. And I think that was kind of what Sam Raimi was almost tapping into a little bit with this. And I think you're right with, with Reagan in exorcist because I mean, isn't it just like, because I can type of thing. Yeah. But this film takes it even to a point where it's like, it like it defies logic in a sense of like, okay, it's clear that the goal is not just to kill the kids. Right? Like, for instance, when it's Ash, she's in the room, right? And Linda is turned into like that weird cupy yes, deadite, right? Laughing. And then there's the demon that's in the basement. Mm-hmm. His attention is purely on yes. this one. If she's a deadite already, she could just go back and kill him. Yeah. Like this is an easy prey thing. Right. And in this is a thing that you see in the franchise throughout the entire thing. Yes. It's like deadites at one point in time will split a dude in half within 13 seconds. Like yeah. just immediately, right? And then they'll look to another victim and just fuck with him for a half an hour. Yes. And like that's what happens in this film where you're like she made no attempt to kill him. Right. And she, she doesn't seem threatened by it either. Him. Yeah, and, and it, it it actually it, it it works really well because um yeah, like I said earlier I was watching this with my girlfriend and I think towards the end she was just like what's the point? Like what do these demons want? And I was like they're just they're just fucking with them. Yeah. Like that's really it. They're just really fucking with these characters because it's not like they're they're trying to you know, inhabit these bodies so they can come in because they don't mind getting these bodies completely fucked up and destroyed and killed. They're simply there to fuck with these people. Well, that's the when th- did the swallow your soul thing come in too? Was that when they started saying, well, swallow yeah. your soul, swallow your soul? Yeah, that was two. This yeah. one, it's join us. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, it's But the thing is too, you got to think about it from the from the character aspect of a deadite where it's like for, for you to be destroyed, you pretty much have to be dismembered. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So it gives them a, such a, an arrogance also that they know they can fuck with you because no matter what you do to stab them, all that shit that happens to them in this movie, mm-hmm. they they know they're just going to bounce back. But like, but even so, like that's another thing about this franchise that that makes you. It's like I don't know whether not to take it seriously or just like let it be the thing that exists in this world. Is that even the deadites like don't follow their own fucking rules? No. Like what 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 constitutes dismemberment? Right? Like in part two, like Linda is like playing like juggling her head around right? <laughs> right you know like and you're like well wait a second isn't dismembered like i can cut your head off you're dismembered right? right like what does it mean like you have to how many pieces do you have to cut these fucking things in because i've seen these things come back together in like other shows and shit yeah like yeah. deadites will come back to life like out of nowhere there's yeah. literally a dismembered hand it's all that moves right? around like as yeah. you know so like it makes you feel like this is a world that has no fucking rules no really it really doesn't the, yeah. these demons are are I think, as we said, I think they're there to fuck with them as best they can. I think they have the arrogance of knowing that they really can't be killed unless they're killed by the that dagger. I think that dagger is kind of what... what uh, no. no, because one of them gets stabbed yeah, and, and gets right die. back up. <laughs> Both of them don't the die. The first one. Uh, uh, See, it does come back later on, though. they started melting, though. though. Yeah. That, that started yeah. them to start it, melting. It does though. come back later on, though, in yeah. the series, in the television series, that it will fuck them up pretty bad. Oh, yeah, it bad. fucks them up pretty bad in yeah. the series. Yeah. So that's the thing is like it yes it I feel like the, obviously the mythos in the first one is not solid no not yet yeah even in the second one because no, it's a remake even the of the first third one it like, like yeah <laughs> I guess you're right. like the whole that's I, what I'm saying about this is that I don't I don't hold that against this film no I actually think it makes, makes it, the world more appealing. Yeah, because you don't know way, how to like, win. I don't know how the fuck to stop There's these no way things. To, yeah. yeah, I mean, the fuck. I don't even know if they're here to do anything. I, I, like the, the I think that's the idea of it, of it yeah. right? The idea is to create a create a villain and a monster that you can't. Oh, they beat. did. They did. It it's like he's just fighting chaos. I want to yeah. tell you, like something. just sheer chaos <laughs> for one night until the, the fun, sun. Yeah, I guess, or until he burns the book. I don't. Why didn't anybody else think of that? Because it doesn't again work. later on it doesn't work it hasn't worked yeah <laughs> uh here's the thing too i was glad that this happened to me i had a similar feeling that i had the first time i watched this film and now um and it's the fucking pencil scene oh yeah yeah the, the pencil goes into the ankle and then the deadites just Cheryl is just fucking turning it, Dang oh. it around okay so when i first saw that i was like a skateboarder at the time and ankle injury always like freaked me out right so I was like watching that. I was like, oh, that's the most terrifying, horrifying thing ever. And it would make me sick to my stomach. Watch it again, this time as a grown man who does not skateboard anymore, but still has weak ankles. And uh, was st- about, again, sick to my stomach. Made me sick to my stomach. Like, it I was did, like, oh, I God. was kind of sad because the what I remembered of that stab was really, like, it made me fucking queasy. But see, this time, like, I think probably because I watched it in HD, <laughs> you could see... The, the effect and the rubber, and I was just, and, and it still got me, but it wasn't as intense. But anything with feet always freaked me out, like the fucking Achilles tendon in um, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. like shit that. like that, like yeah. whew, fucking freaks really me out. Tender, yeah, dude, it got me. It definitely still got me, and also like the scratching, like like I, I you know, that's one thing they do, they, the scratching over and over, ripping the flesh off the body, mm-hmm. like. Those kind of like little details to these ca- yeah. to these uh, not kills but you know 
like attacks like really made me cringe. Yeah. Very goes to Mars. Yeah. Very that, goes to and, Mars. <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> and that, that that pencil scene sets up my fa- one of my my favorite special effects in this entire in this in this movie, which is when he goes to check on her and he lifts up her her the the sheet and you see the ankle and you just see that the black lines like spider yeah, out of that, yeah. the stop motion stuff. Like that still gets me. I think that's like one of the coolest looking shots in this movie. Like special effects wise, yeah, that was yeah. fun. I, I, I was, it's like an underrated one that you yeah. don't really hear about. Um, I don't know. Like I thought the effects were pretty. Like there were some that were really corny. Like some of the fate, like the the makeup effects <laughs> on the faces, where it looked like they were falling off at certain points. But... Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that's again, uh, uh, uh not HD doesn't help it. In that <laughs> no, and then either it doesn't help it either. Anytime that a deadite got bopped in the head, I forgot that those looked like pretty low budget you know what i mean like you can tell and it's it, it looks like a weird like you know those toys that you used to punch and pop back up yes that's what they I look know, like exactly. when he hits over the axe it, not only the it's axe just clearly like yeah. a dummy that yeah. he not only the really axe, hauled off on <laughs> when he picks up the railroad tide like he's, he gets strong yeah. enough to pick oh, up one gosh, of those motherfuckers yeah. and yeah. he starts Mashing. swinging them <laughs> and it looks that one i'm like oh man this is pretty yeah it's pretty rough it look, it it's like goofy. bending yeah. <laughs> like cardboard uh, I wanted to bring up probably one of the more iconic scenes in this film, and that's the a forest rape scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a scene I remember when I first saw it. It definitely affected me. And I think they do it again in the second one, they, don't they? But it's more more brutal. It's, it's it's subtle, though. The rape isn't as obvious. It's more of her getting attacked by vines. But she gotcha. has all, all the... Because I thought it was this one, and I was waiting for it, but there's the reverse shot scene they have in the second one where they pull the vines out of her face, and it yeah. looks like the vines are going into her face. It looks fucking so, good. Yeah. So that shocked me when I first saw this. How, I mean, how I felt about it now, it still kind of shocked me a little bit. Because... I, I forgot about it. It shocked the hell out of me when Donatello's bow just fucking <laughs> <laughs> shoots out. Jesus. Shoots out. Like a get... fucking sticks like dude, a plunger, thump. dude. It even made like a noise. Thump. Out of the, ca- like, shoots out of the corner of the camera at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Here's the thing. It's a watch Here's now, the thing so about it, though. There, there I mean, again, we've we've made this argument before. Like, does every cult film have to have some kind of rape in it? Uh. Like, you know, like, and and in this case, like, were they going? I wanted to ask this question: Are they going for? Were they going for shock value or comedy or both? I think shock value with shock that value. one because and at first I was like, okay, maybe that's how the the evils in the forest, and maybe that's how it transmit. It's like a sexually transmitted evil disease. I don't know. Well, she did S-T-E-D. come back evil because of it. Yes, yeah. that's yeah, true. But, but, I mean, but then it doesn't. Then, then no one else has to get laid for it to be well, passed in on. The, in, they get in scratched theory, or stabbed by one. That's how they get. Yeah, tra- in theory, into any any time like like skin, they break skin. You basically yeah. can get possessed. So but, I don't necessarily think that. I think the rape is going back to. Just fucking with them to fuck with them. Yeah, no, it's definitely not a scene that you would uh, do nowadays, man. I don't think you can get away with Was it. Was it in the remake? Didn't they do it? In, did they try it? The re- yeah, the remake. The re- yeah, did it, they? The, the, she's attacked. It's the like... it's the, uh, the truck driver's girlfriend in I've... in the second one that she she's the one that gets attacked by the woods. Yeah, but I can't right. recall Bobby if Joe. an actual if like a rape full on rape though. I don't think an actual rape. We're talking about the I think two's worse than this one. No, no, we're talking about the 2013. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm sorry. talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Evil Dead the remake, not Evil Dead 2. Oh. The remake. Yeah, yeah I can't remember. I was that movie once. raped by the I don't remember, man. That's I don't remember either. I only watched Sam, the re- Sammy seems to think she was. She, she she's seen that movie a few. She likes that one more. It's just I've only watched that one once. 
Me too. Yeah, I've only seen it yeah. once. This one feels just like a little deli- It's just so deliberate. Yeah. It oh, strikes yeah. kind of a weird vibe. Like almost like a part where I'm like, I don't know. It's but a then, couple things like yeah. that. It in this felt movie. like this is our chance. We gotta throw boobs in somewhere. If we're gonna sell this movie, yeah. we gotta throw there boobs in. There was a in. few of that a little bit. But I mean like I mean, I, it's nothing that doesn't suffer from a lot of slashes in the eighties no, and horror yeah. films. But And I don't think I've seen anybody be raped by the woods before. <sighs> by the know. evil woods. I don't think I've ever seen that. Not oh. like the way the joke, the joy the joke plays. I guess it, it just feels dated to me. Do we still? Are we going with the fact that it was? A, I don't, we're looking at it as a joke. I, I don't was, think it was. I, I thought it was. I don't. I don't to get audiences talking. That's kind of. I mean, why. yeah. You could say it's yeah. shock value. You could say I it's a it's joke. I'm just saying that the scene itself is just kind of like it feels a little grimy. There's a couple yes. lines yeah. in this that feel you know like what? the way they treat the girls in certain well, parts of this. Like I'm like, what? Well, let's, let's going asshole. back going back to to the vine thing. What you're saying, I think maybe the reason why it feels grimy is because there is elements of that of Sam Raimi in the way that scene is shot, and there are elements of that slapsticky Three Stooges vibe, and I think that's what gives it the uncomfortable. It's vibe. the only part where it's you're like, blending rape with yeah. almost a Three Stooges esque yeah. way of presenting it, and maybe that's the I thing that doesn't I, translate. I think if he had well. done this and dragged me to hell, we would have been like, "That's not cool," <laughs> you know? Mm. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. Maybe so. Yeah. I also read that when when uh, Ash cuts off the head of Linda's body, the the headless body tries to rape him. But I don't recall watching it that thinking that. No, I don't. But I, I read that, that that's at all. what yeah. I read that that was like. What that was supposed to be. I definitely have to look for it. No. Yeah. No. Oh, when it's like, like when it's like writhing on him and it's just pouring blood yeah. all over his face. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm like, is that kind of like a joke too? Like a headless woman raping a man? <laughs> like that's supposed to be. <sighs> nah, I didn't get that from that scene. At all. Yeah. I don't get it from that scene. I I know I I get what you're saying though. There is like. You, there's a shot where it's just their hips that are showing. Oh, I'm not. I, I'm not even saying it because I didn't think of it that way. But I read. I, no, I read I that, and I right. was like, yeah. "That happened in this movie." Like, now that you're saying it, I can. I can see it that okay. way. I guess is big what I'm disappointment saying. for me also in this film. <laughs> wow, just one more. Yeah, Give bring it, it out. I got Give a couple one. of things. No, no, no. This. <laughs> no, I, I gotta get my. Uh, here's my thing, man. Got my pros and cons is, out. Is I I I, I I love this movie, but I gotta nitpick, and it, it's a All good. Right. You know what I mean? I gotta nitpick, and a lot of it has to do with the script and and the characters, and like I felt like Scott's death and Scott's whole shit was just such a fucking waste. Like I, Scott's your asshole character. He's the one who's easy to hate. You know what I mean? And they fucking just how they, how do they kill him? off camera then he comes back and he's all bloody and he dies on the couch like it's like it's such a letdown it's like he comes back as a dead eye yeah barely everyone else is dead actually actually, i think i think he he's one of the more formidable yeah (laughs) the dead eyes ash has to fight because it's at the very end he's yeah but but i feel like it's the the most intense fight and then you see it and it's a pretty big fight yeah it's a pretty good it's actually probably one of the best fights i'm just saying like it's just it's just it felt like it would have been fun to cheer on his death what i love like the one chance he had to have a a cheer death yeah but 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 the thing is i it it makes complete and total sense for his character he would just be like fuck it i'm out i'm walking no no, i agree with that but the, the fact that we don't get to see like anything bad happen to him is you're missing out on a cheer moment see no i like I kind of like that there's that his death on the couch has like a weird endearing moment. Hey, there yeah. was actually, yeah. yeah. So like it, it kind of the the part I like. I guess I, what I'm like about it is that he's a complex character in a weird way because he's a total asshole. 
right? But then you can tell that there's a friendship between him and Ash. Yeah, for sure. And one where, like, you know, he cares. And he makes a pretty... I mean, I don't know how much he's in love with his girlfriend or whatever in this film, or if they're just trying to play him as, like, a total, like, self-saving douchebag. But, like, it's not, on, you know, it's not weird for him to be like, okay, my girlfriend turned into a fucking monster. I killed her, and I'm getting the fuck out of this cabin. Yeah, no, you know? I don't think like, that's weird It's not either. a weird no, no. <laughs> response to that. It is if the evil's outside. <laughs> well, yes, we've, we've discussed that, that. Like, why is anyone going outside? But then at this point, they're already like, well, it gets inside, too, so well, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah, what do I care Not safe anywhere. anywhere. And, and also, like, you know, he, he's the one that, that, that didn't believe Cheryl... Yes. That the woods attacked her. So he doesn't believe the woods are haunted. And then the woods attack him. <laughs> Although at this point you think it's a big stretch to keep going with that one, right? None of these people seem to believe it. Even I'm when sure Ash- I'm safe. I'm safe. I know Cheryl was yeah. fucking full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> she, sure, she might be possessed right now, but that's that's completely circumstantial. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely rolling my eyes when Ash couldn't cut up his girlfriend. I was like, really? Like, after everything yeah. you've seen, you can't no, do it? I want to I, no, I, I like that scene. I, I, I like that scene. No, I don't like that either. Oh, I, I don't, this wrong. is the thing I, that, this is the thing about the, the first one, too. Okay, it's with just the bromance. It's just a- Ash in general. It's funny to see his transition from kind of a bit of a puss in this one, too, and you get to Evil Dead 2. He's definitely taking more charge. Well, and he has more confidence. I, He's a blend of the Scott and Ash character well, in the second one. What's great about this, too, <clears> is like <throat> and like Alien, right? Yeah. The first time I ever saw this film, I, I not know, if you didn't know who Bruce Campbell was, you didn't know the character, you didn't know it, you walk right into this film, there's no way you're thinking Ash is the guy in the car is the guy that's going to survive this. I agree. I agree because with that. I thought that of, was genius that they yeah. do that. Yeah. And it's, it's the same thing with Ripley. Like, she's not really, she's not in the front of any scene. She's not yeah. in the head of any. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, she's the one. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what this film feels like. Yeah, I agree. It's true. And and well played on, on Sam Raimi's part. Like, because, yeah, they really do focus a lot on Scott in the beginning. And I, you're like, I don't really like this guy. But you can see that Bruce Campbell has, you're drawn to him because of the way he looks. I mean, he looks like a yeah. cartoon character. It's, like, fun, it's funny you think about it because, you know, this is, what, 79, 81? Eight, yeah, 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 80. When, when, it was, when it was written. Like, this is the, this is like the beginning before, before we have a full transition into your standard horror movie trope characters. Scott really is the douchey the douchey jock kind of character, but it's played well in this one. It's played, it's not played as ridiculous. So it's not unbelievable to think that he would be the last survivor. If this movie came out in 86, mm-hmm. 87, like you would pinpoint him right away. Like you're dying. Yeah. You're dying. <laughs> I don't like you. You're yeah. dead. Sis- We're sister, to sister's going to die. That makes sense. But he, who, who, who probably would have survived most likely? Either Cindy or Linda, right? Yeah. Because those, they would have been yeah. the, the final girls right mm-hmm. later on, yeah. But like in a weird, man, it's like a weird thing too. It's kind of funny. I mean, I don't want to say that it's. It is a weird thing that like his name they, is Ashley. No, that they take a final girl, right, and then turn him into like a superhero. It's very much like Alien, right? Yeah, but they also isn't it weird that they take like the final girl scenario and name a boy Ashley. I mean, yeah, yeah, but I guess did so, that final but... girl scenario exist at this point though? It didn't. Do you yeah. think that no, he just yeah. wanted yeah. to be I able mean, to call Black him Christmas Ash and all that shit? I mean, that yeah. like, it's one film. No, you, it, just one. I thought there was a few more slashes between that. Yeah, yeah, but that didn't follow that trope. I don't think. I guess you're right. But no, wait. It know. didn't even old fifties horror films have final girls, yeah. right? No, there. The, the, well, there was, the, there's always there was always the man that saved the day. There's always a man that saved the day in those ones. Yeah, they're like final girl. The good old days. No, it's the final couple. 
Yeah. Ashley. Ashley, help me. Let me out of here. Ashley. Ash, help me. Let me out of here. I'm, I'm all right now. I'm all right now, Ashley. I'm all right. Unlock this chain and let me out. Cheryl? Here's I wanted to get into this argument while we still have the time too to get this one out. When does the evil start? Let's get into this one we because about yeah. this? no, we didn't really. We, we touched on it. We touched on it. Kyle seems to think, and I agree. The with evil him. is always there. I yeah, agree with him. I agree. I want to say it's right away. Where well, the first time Here's we see thing. demon vision, and that's where it exists. And again, mm-hmm. this is where I want to go back into what this franchise becomes: is this chaotic world? Yeah. Right, like because you have to think like, okay, so wait. Does the evil always exist and they can kind of fuck with you through like a portal or something? And then you have to say the words and then they come out full force. Well, doesn't the professor indicate that to some extent in the recordings about the evil? Yeah, but then also here's a word that like he said the words live when he was recording it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't the evil already be there? Yes. That's, that's why, why I say it is. That's why it's in the woods. That's why it is. I think the, right. e- the evil... And they hear I, it again, I, they're just like, the now way, I'm even more here. The way that I've <laughs> always kind of constructed this world in my head is that the evil is always is ever present around us. But when the words are spoken, that creates the gateway that actually allows them to transition into this dimension. That's what I'm thinking, versus too. Versus another dimension that it, they're in. But mm. does it only hop from group to group? Like, once it kills the people, let's say, surrounding in a five-mile radius... <laughs> <laughs> is that when it's, it's like that's when it's like yeah, okay maybe, I go they're, back ju- in the maybe hole. they're just tied to that area yeah I, you know like what I mean I said, just I like a haunting is tied to one place it could be the similar yeah, the yeah. rules of this and two it's like you, somebody said you have to in this film you get the impression that maybe you have to get cut or hurt mm-hmm. to get possessed but I'll tell you in the later no maybe even not because no in the later films they don't need to be cut no even hurt. in the first one I think because uh, she's just standing by a window when she gets possessed, right? That's after she gets raped. No, no, we're talking about uh, um, uh, Shelly? Shelly. Uh, Scott's girl girlfriend. basement. Scott's girlfriend. And then Shelly. Right, she, right, right. She just gets runs out the window. Yeah. Which we don't know. I don't think we ever get to see what the, the, the fast forward cam monster is. No. I don't think anywhere in the no, franchise. No, no, no. Have no, you ever gotten to see theory. what that yeah, thing you do. looks like? In, in Evil Dead 2, it's fucking You think it's Apple the one head. in the door? Yeah, it's the one that bursts through the door. Yeah. No, I know what, what he's talking is? about. I always used to yeah. think that too, but I, I've always, I've come to realize the that one maybe that, it's not. No, that be, one. because because in number two, if I'm remembering correctly, in number two, the we're doing our say, best. Say, <laughs> we're doing our best we're here. We're doing our best. <laughs> but re- reciting reciting the words that were on those extra pages right. materializes the evil. Oh. Right. Okay. So the which evil. is why which That's is why what it is. Okay. which is why his hair goes white because he he sees the materialization of pure evil. Gotcha. Yeah. So is like, it's like is evil one thing? Because here's the thing. I know for a fact that, especially in the series, there are just scenes where people are talking and then turn around and look out the window <laughs> and turn back around and they're deadites. Yeah. And you're like, Which, where the fuck did that come so from? So that, that comes from, that comes from Army of Darkness because that yes. happens in that one. It does happen all in over. that one. Yeah. So you wonder like, Again, it, it's plus that kind of happens in the second one. Scheme of like making this chaotic. that happens in the second one. The the the, the the professor's daughter's boyfriend, sister's uncle, yes, the blonde on dude. his third side. 
the blonde dude. <laughs> yeah, he he just randomly becomes like, right a deadite. So it's like it's like again like this world where like the rules there are but never I, rules, I and when you think like... you know the rules, they break the rules. Yeah, so I think that's what makes it kind of fucking frightening. I, in my opinion. I agree with that. Oh, I agree with that. Definitely. Like this movie is. That's one thing I can say is this movie's fucking. This movie is terrifying. Like this movie used to scare the sh- like. Now that I'm older, not so much, but it used to scare the shit out of me. As far as just her in the fucking, um, in the cellar, just creeping up, and those shots with the hand moving along oh, with yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, like you touched on it earlier a little bit, and we haven't discussed it any further, but the the sound design is just fucking. Awesome, super creative, really good use of the music, and the way like, they the deadites sound once they turn their voices is fucking scary. Definitely, you know, yeah. it's funny as that made me laugh when I was watching this because I was like, they clearly did all this in post, so I yeah. wonder, I wonder if it was funny to hear just someone reciting the lines on set. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it's gonna sound Could've really been. creepy after oh, we yeah. do some it's editing. Be scary yeah. shit by the end of this. Trust time. me, those lines, oh, those right. lines don't won't sound as ridiculous as they do now. I mean, are we getting into technical now? I mean, we have been talking about technical. We're talking about the monsters. We're talking about, like, the makeup and all this shit. Yeah. But, like, I, can I say, I think the biggest shining star of this entire film is the camera work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, unbelievably I've, so. I like, like, I don't know that high. we've talked about some of the, like, shots that, to me, are, like, insane, right? Like, the, the shot where it's over the roof and the slats go by, and it's like, whoa. Yes. Yeah. That's I love a that fucking scene. sick shot. Yeah. And yeah, it's a yeah. shot that I haven't seen really in I think anything else. Um I think although I don't think Sam Raimi like invented a montage by any means, <laughs> like that quick motion like close-up yeah. stuff that like eventually tells a narrative yeah. mm-hmm. has become like a Sam Raimi like We call that the Requiem for a Dream shot. Yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> Just, know why you would call it that No, because... I know people did it before that, yeah, of but, course. Like, yeah. He I think perfected it in this where it's like now it's like you watch films like like Spider-Man 2 when Doc Ock comes off the the uh what in the hospital yeah. when they're putting the thing on like it's those quick shots of just like a chainsaw and then a shot of like a claw and then a woman screaming and then blood splattering on a wall and like it just tells the story of like an incomplete like chaos but he does it in such a way that it like it tells that cohesive narrative yeah like and it's it's shots like that where it's like i feel like going back to what we were talking about about money being an issue here i feel like those trademark shots are a result of him not having money during this, I agree. If he had gotten the amount of money he wanted on this film, as he gotten ev- like Army of Darkness or something, I feel like a lot of those trade. Like I think he wouldn't have cut his teeth the same way. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Here's one of the things that I appreciated. At least I thought I picked up on this, and if I'm wrong, call me on it. But what I noticed was that the camera angles and camera tricks got crazier. As the movie and story got crazy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Kyle editing, and I were the editing about... speeds up for sure. Well, and, and that oh, well, the... The camera angles too. Like when when uh, Ash starts to go to go kind of a little bit crazy in the house towards the end. So do the camera angles, and you really start to, There's to feel Dutch it. Angles yeah, I love the shot. The I yes. think probably my favorite shot in this movie is the one that starts. I think it starts on his face on one of their faces, and then it rotates over the top of their head, and then he's upside down. Yeah. I thought that was so fucking good. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it actually made me like feel a little disoriented. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? 
There is no Dutch angle that Sam Raimi does not hit in this no. film. I mean, it's, like, it's at one point in time, it clearly looks like it was the camera was in the Dutch angle and he was going to turn it to the right to make it like a reverse Dutch angle. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't go that far. Like he cuts it like right up there. And then there's like five other weird fucking shots. And then he goes into the other one. I think this is the beauty of independent filmmaking, though, because yes. when you're so regimented about like, we got to storyboard every shot and this is our schedule we're keeping and we're working a nine to five day. Like you get a very generic looking film because it's the quick way to make a movie. But when you're like, man, I'm going to get like, from what I heard, he would be making this shit up on the fly. Like, all right, we're going to just fucking try this. We're going to try that. We're going to do everything. And it was so exhausting because he just wanted to get every single type of shot he could. You know what I mean? But I think that's also why he maybe pioneered some of you know some of this style is because he was there was such there was such freedom to it that he he wasn't held down by you know anything strict it was how you know i want my crazy vision to come together i don't care if it, this is correct or right but it you know it feels like it looks good so i'm going to go with it instinctual i think it i think it's instinctual to to some part though cuz you gotta keep in mind he's been making films and a fan of films so i think there's yeah. it's a nice it's a what you have here is a perfect blend of somebody that has a really bold vision but he is a student of film to the point that he knows certain shots and he knows yeah. what those shots look like and how to achieve them from a technical aspect. So I think it's those two things pulling together. I don't think it was just right. pure seat of the pants. There was like, there's clear education between, behind yeah. his camera work and movement. It's and, fantastic. And, and to Cody's point earlier, too, at such an early age, like this is a hard thing to learn. For young filmmakers, we've seen a million independent films, you know, like... Well, not many of them are making movies since they're five, right? Right, right, but what I'm saying is that even at this age, even if he was making uh, movies since five, he's using his camera to, like, elicit mood, like his... Yes. And that's a fucking hard thing to learn at Mm -hmm. first, like, right? That You have to have a good imagination to know what that is going to be. To understand, like, what that means, like, okay, I'm going to tilt this camera this way, and this is going to, like give the impression of insanity and that we can't really trust anything. I'm going to make this shot more chaotic because I'm trying to, like using the camera as a way to elicit an emotion from somebody. Yeah, I think it, like I said, I I think, I think you have to factor in this dude's love of, of cinema that really plays into his ability to kind of, to to kind of control the camera. Yeah, but that doesn't always translate. And I guess that's, what's impressive, right? Just because I'm a huge wrestling fan doesn't mean I would make a great wrestler. And it does just because you're a huge movie fucking fan doesn't mean you're you're gonna make a good director. Yeah, it's not like critics come out and they're just like they immediately become like Spielberg, right? You know, they can't do any better. No, I'm not claiming that. No, 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 I know, but I'm just saying that like what I'm saying is that this guy had he's a innate ability. Yes, yeah, it's natural. It's weird. Yeah. Unnatural. Unnatural. Put it that way. I just think he had such a love for entertainment and the things that he loved that he knew how to like turn he knew how to like use those to his own sense of humor, his own artistic eye. Yeah. Like he knew how to like commu- like you said, communicate it with the camera. And you can really tell that, you know, there's some directors that have a big influence on how their movies are shot. Mm-hmm. And he is certainly like one of them. You oh, know, not all directors like care that much about they're more concerned with the actors, their performances and the film is shot very, you know, basic or whatever, and they're going to tell the story with the characters. Whereas some are just 
like it's all visual and it's all technical. And I think with the Evil Dead especially, the technical aspect is the shining star. I mean, that even includes the sound. I feel like he's probably hearing the sound or picturing the music when he's shooting the scene because of the way the scenes are timed. You know what I mean? It it has a rhythm to it. That's one thing I was really noticing is it totally has a musical rhythm to it. Like the editing, the way it's edited, the build like the suspense, the scares, like even the jump scares, you know, seem to hit on like a sort of note or beat. Like yeah. it's it's pretty well thought out. I, you know, there's a little bit of scattered like imp- in improvised things going on in here, but I also think that there's some some really in- intelligence that's behind it too. Well, I'm glad you brought up sound because I we we're, we're just talking about the shining star of this film being the the, the visual and the camera mm-hmm. work and stuff. For me, it's like it's hard because I kind of have a split tie in my mind because I think the sound design in this fucking movie is incredible it is, it's amazing. for the budget. And the sound design actually helps serve those shots that we're talking about, especially the beam shot where it's this and all the demon vision when it's moving quickly, you have that like low rumble kind of thing. Like the sound that like makes, I think almost makes some of these shots even better. Better. Yeah. I mean, even especially the demon that's just the camera. Let's be honest. It's yeah. Sam Raimi holding a camera mm-hmm. and running, or somebody, whoever was holding the camera, and running straight, yeah. right? And what they added to was this rumbling scream that's like, yeah. Like, that's all they did. Yeah. And it's totally fucking effective. Yeah, absolutely. But all the things that are happening very within that, too, is like, you know, plowing through the cabin and doors bursting open, yes. wood shattering, well, and yeah. you know let's, what I mean? Like, talk, uh, yeah, the tracking shots in this are fucking sick. Yeah. There's a scene where it's like Ash running in through the house and out the back door and the camera falls him. They do this shot. way more extravagantly but in the second one, but yeah, I, yes, I agree. I, I do want to say, that to <laughs> Kyle's point too, yeah, it's it's the slamming and the bashing of the doors yeah. that you know were folded in that like, man, you're right. Like the sound effects yeah. in this are there's very even, sharp. There, there's even scenes where they, they like, they, they creatively like held back in terms of sound design where it mattered. Like there's scenes where Ash is kind of creeping through the house and it's like they, they had, there's a very conscious decision to almost completely mute out his footsteps to, to create this deafening silence yeah. mm-hmm. and make the claustrophobia of his crazy scenes feel even more intense. So like there was just so much intelligence behind that that I really appreciated it. Me too. Like noticeably more this time than any other time. Any I've other seen time it. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. All right. What do you say we rate this member jammer, Kyle? What are we rating it? Um, I think we're gonna rate it Necronomicons, the Book of the Dead. Book of the Dead. I'll take the the reins on this one, Boom. man. Cody's uh, going first. I'm gonna go with. And here is when the fans start to scream. <laughs> My first instinct was a four. I'm teetering between a four and a 3.5, to be honest. Okay. Ooh. All right. And it's because... Well, pick one. It's I I go with a four. Okay. I The reason I teeter is because, honestly, the script and the acting are tough sometimes. I mean, do you think another watch is going to change your mind at no. this point? So then I would go with 3.5. Like... <laughs> Chris trying to get I the know, fans yeah. to turn on Cody. <laughs> Sorry. You know, you know, but while Go ahead. Like, I didn't mean to step really on your shit. a 3.5, I mean, a 3, I think, is more accurate. I think a 2 is, is what you're trying to get. 2.5 is middle of the road. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. I'm going to give this a 1.5. Sorry, this sorry, film. The, 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 the acting in the story, there is some questionable stuff in the story, too, where you're just like, why would it, why would they do that? The character wouldn't do that. Like, 
this wouldn't happen, which they get better with somewhat as the series goes on. You definitely see this is his like first film, like as far as like big, big budget goes, and this is a growing period. But it's so fun to watch the growth that's happening as you're watching it. So it's fun and exciting to watch the filmmaking happening. Sometimes a little more fun to watch the filmmaking that's happening than the film itself, which in my opinion kind of hurts it where the second film I feel like is just more fun to watch. That's why I was like, I said before the show started, it's kind of hard to rate it. Like, where do you rate it? Because it's kind of hard not to compare it to the second film. Um, and I would rate the second film much higher than this. So I got to be kind of fair. I think I'm going to come in at 3.5. I, I honestly do. I think this is such a solid film, such a fun film, but what he goes on to do just turns out a little bit better. And if I'm going to rate that one, it's 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 that much better of a film than this one. So uh, I'm going to go with a 3.5, but I love this movie. Don't get me wrong. And I love this character. And it, there's a reason this character has been around for almost goddamn 30, 40 years. <laughs> Chris, Giggle Smiles, you're next. <laughs> Captain Giggles is up. Um, yeah, if I'm going with a, you're right. Like when you get to this moment, you know, you, you just don't know whether to jump or step back a little bit. Right. You know, so, it's tough because it's um, such a, it's such yeah. a beloved movie, but I got to be honest with. Yeah. And I'm trying to take my feelings about the second one out of it too. You can't. I'm going with a 4.5. Um, Actually, going back and watching this, there were so many things that I really did appreciate about it. I actually appreciate the fact that it is uh, quite a bit less polished than the second one. Um, you can definitely see that film grain. Like, you can see, you know, like, you know, the editing was a little bit choppier, a little bit more r- rough. Um, but also, like, the harshness of it and, like, the fact that it is, it does play up to more horror than the second one is definitely more on the comedy side. So, um, I appreciated going back and watching it and 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 getting those aspects. The technical, something to be admired, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can all I think we're all gonna agree with that. It's very ambitious and it makes you want to go out and make a fucking movie. Like it's it's super cool. And the camera angles like tell the help tell the story. Bruce Campbell's, of course, awesome. I mean, he grows as an actor. but it's nice to see him from the beginning. This was a project he really believed in, and you could tell he gave it. A hundred percent, hundred and fifty percent. All the other actors are pretty forgettable. The, some of the pacing's a little slow in some parts. Um, it's, it gets a little redundant sometimes, like you know. And then there's some really idiotic things that these characters do that just make you roll your eyes. But that's not enough to like take it down for me. That's all in the name of horror films, I think. Um, and uh, I, yeah, it's just a fun movie to watch. It's you know, I'm glad we reviewed it finally. Um, Four point five. Uh, Book of the Dead's Dead Books of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, Mike. Okay, so like, I want to give us some backstory about what happened before this show a little bit because based on your guys' reviews, I feel like it's relevant. And the audience should know, right? You made a comment, Cody, where you said, "Um, well, how are we going to rate this film? We're going to rate it based on what it is as itself." Or are we going to base it off of the other films, right? Yeah. And Kyle and I were kind of like, we're going to do what we always do. We base it in and of itself, right? We're, we're th- It's just this film in regards to all of the films we love, right? Yeah. Not just what I think of 2 or, or Army of Darkness. I'm going to attempt to do that, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, This is, I'm going to, 
full regard, this is my least favorite of the fr- of the three trilogy. Right, we'll call it the film trilogy. Right. Um, that being said, it's not a knock on this film for me as much it's a uh, uh, celebratory uh, gesture to the other two. Right. I'm giving this film a five, despite the fact that the other two I think are better in my mind. I just think this film is so solid. And maybe even the whole entire franchise is so solid. And this is going to ruin any time we do two or three, by the way, for anybody else. Because I'm probably going to give it, I'm going to give it a five. But um, I have to say it, like, I yes, I think that two is better than this film. But I think this film, in terms of cult films in general, this is a five above all those other films as well. Like, I, I love this film. I love this franchise. Um, I just think it, they're all five stars down the line for me. With the and this one is no different, like and the things I love about this film to to Chris's point too, is these things that I don't necessarily love about the other two. Right, what I love about this film is that he had no budget, and he still managed to do a lot of that shit. The crazy scene in part two is way better than this one. Yeah, because it's more animated. It has a little bit more comedy to it. it it's it's even more insane. But fuck, he didn't have all that shit when he did. Evil Dead 2, right? Like, when he did when he had Evil Dead 2. He, you know, what he did here with this was just purely what he did with a camera. And I got it, man, I think to this day I marvel at it. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, five Necronomicons. Kyle? Um, yeah, I'm going to come in at a four on this one. Um, this is my, this is my second favorite. I'm actually opposite of you. This is my second favorite of the series. We know um, how you feel about Army. We know yeah. how you feel about Army. Yeah, that'd probably get a 3.5. <laughs> I know. I'm wondering over your time, like, like, two. 3.5 is not a bad score, everyone. It's really not. It's, it's really not. not. Here's the thing that, really I, that I really love about this film versus the other ones is I really enjoy the extra horror elements of this film. Like, this film definitely puts more emphasis on the demons being... Kind of that being demons first and tricksters second, whereas like I feel like the other films they definitely become far more slapsticky and far more, yes. which is fine. It plays well to those films. Um, I you know the thing I'm gonna disagree with, and you pointed at me when you said it. <laughs> I do think the him losing his mind scene in this one is a little bit better. Oh really? Than in Evil Dead Two. In Evil Dead Two, I think there's too much of that slapstick element, and I lose. I, I'm not actually taken on his mental journey. In this film, I actually, when he touches the mirror and it turns to water, like, yeah, that is, like, thing. the way that it's presented to me and the way that the, the it's even performed by Bruce Campbell and the way that the music and the camera kind of reacts to it really makes me feel like that's exactly how I would react if some shit like that just happened. Like, I would have a mental snap, and I feel like I saw that on screen, so I really appreciate that. It's not a full five for me because... For everything technical, for everything Sam Raimi did is fantastic, with the exception of, like, the people that he was able to hire. I do feel like some of their performances are, eh, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's like whatever. I don't really care that they make stupid decisions because, yeah, to Chris's point, we watch horror movies. Everyone makes people, every every single person in any horror movie ever is the stupidest the fucking human being that's ever lived. So, <laughs> I you know I I can't get too upset about that. But you know in general I'm just I'm I'm happy we did this movie. I'm happy I'm happy this discussion didn't feel like 
a like a fucking fact ra- off a fact off or a love <laughs> a love fest. It's like yeah, we all love this movie, but I think we all had some some good stuff to critique and. You know, four for me. This is a good movie. If you haven't seen it, the fuck are you listening to the show for? I Go mean, watch it. One of the it is probably one of the top five biggest cult films of all time. Oh. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ash really... Can't be number one. Though, <laughs> can't be though. number one though, Cody. <laughs> can't be number one though, huh, Chris? <laughs> can't be number one. <laughs> Could it? Could it, Chris? <laughs> Could it? How could it be? Well, he's gonna be. He's gonna be crying about that one right? for a while. Right. How could it be? You just got. You just gave him a new thing to yeah. bring up all the time. <laughs> I know. Definitely in the top a new five. Joke though. for Cody. <laughs> Definitely in the top five, though, huh? <laughs> all right, guys. That's our show for this week. But before we go, though, we got some reviews to read. Who wants to read a review? I'll read. I got one. You go first because you you, you have it up first. already. All right. Yeah, I got them pulled up right here. So we got one uh, from Louis Loves Film, and uh, the headline is, I can't believe they reviewed Free Jack. <laughs> we did. We <laughs> totally, did. We I sure did. I, either he's psyched or he's confused. <laughs> I'm not sure yet, but he he gave us five stars. That's so. psyched. That's psyched. It's fucking psyched. Officially psyched. <laughs> says, this is by far one of the best podcasts I listen to. I find their passion for film reciprocates that of my own. I'm also astounded to find that at a time that I was thinking to rewatch Free Jack, they released their podcast review on it. Even as a kid, I realized this movie was terrible, but I still <laughs> plan on watching it. I'm happy that the cult film crew is dedicated to seeking out these weird and often forgotten films, good or bad. Might I suggest The Man Who Fell to Earth? To continue the rock star theme. Thanks. I think that's been, that's been brought up before. Man, yeah. Yeah. Earth. yeah, we haven't done yeah. it. On the, it's, on, it's on the oh, yeah. Plex. Yeah. Labyrinth. Yeah. yeah, it's on the Plex server. I, yeah, actually, has, I actually was debating it. That this has time. been brought up. Yeah, yeah I would like to times. do that sometime. Yeah, of course. Well, we'll add it to the list. We I've have never a running seen, list. I've never seen it, so I would, you know. I, I would like to pick that eventually at some point. Thanks, Louis loves film. Thanks for thank the, you, yeah. Louis, for such kind kind words, kind words, kind, kind fellow, kind individual. Next, all right. This one comes from Chris <laughs> Prince, like Prince, like he prints something on a piece of paper. Prince, Prince, not Prince, P R I N T S. Yes, Prince. Put a Z, actually. Oh, because he's gangster, way cooler than all of us. He says this is a five-star review. And it says, one of my favorites, you each bring something different to the table in terms of knowledge or the message you got from the films. I don't have many friends who are into these type of films or even these types of podcasts, so instead of talking to someone about these films, I just listen to you guys talk about them. Uh, I drive a lot to work, and either I listen to you guys or Howard Stern on Sirius XM Radio. Very good company to be in, I agree, 100%. Uh, Keep it up. Thank wow. you. Great That's fucking awesome. We're in the same playlist as Howard Stern. Yeah. Well, second, I think, or maybe even second first. choice. I'm not even I sure. love it. Second we're, best. We're right up there. Second the best. I believe he's calling us a toss up to Howard Stern. Like, yeah. I that's what he's calling. I could us. go for CFIR <laughs> or Howard Stern. We, you yeah. know, either or. Ooh, I don't know. As, what do I feel like? Equally today? as funny. Equally as talented. Yeah, maybe on Tuesdays. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> well, Mr. Prince, let me say this to you. <laughs> We're doing our best. <laughs> we're doing, <laughs> we're our, doing best. our best. We're, we're just, doing it all night. We're just doing our best. Yeah. All right, guys. Just remember to leave us a review on iTunes, and we'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. Also, head over to social media on uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us at Cult Film underscore Review. Also on Facebook. Check out our YouTube page. Hundred 
videos up now of the past episodes, top 100. Our 100 best. You can go check those out. <laughs> no. I don't know about that. No, they're just, not. <laughs> just chronological order. Just yeah. chronological order. Maybe not the best, One but still One through 30 might be rough. Yeah. There's some entertaining stuff in there. I, say I, have a, I have a work friend. She just she just talked to me on my podcast. She's like, what podcast should I start on? And the first one she saw, I think, was like Big Trouble in Little uh, China. And I was no. like, ooh, that's not a good one. Well, we don't know that. I mean, it's been a while. Uh, maybe Chris, we should re- Chris, re-listen to those, maybe that. re-review. <laughs> yeah. We know that, trust me. Yeah, we know our skill level wasn't the greatest then. Now, now we're at Howard Stern level, Chris. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are I you understand. not listening? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm reading. That reviewer clearly hasn't made its way through the backlog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Start, he started with the new ones. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I too. Yeah. That's a smart choice. Thank you, sir, for picking the new ones. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, head over to our Redbubble. I forgot to mention that in the beginning of the show, so we'll put it here at the end. Head over to Redbubble.com and pick out a shirt that you would like to wear to show off how cool you are by listening to a show that rivals Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is hit CFIR in the search bar at Rebel- Redbubble.com or Colt Film Shop. It's that easy. And then... Make sure you follow Kyle at... You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at... On Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Chris. You can follow Mike at... At Mike Salucio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>